0: who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Jennifer and Dave Cooper, welcome to Entre Architect Podcast.
1: Thank you. Hey, thanks it's for having us.
0: Oh, I'm excited about this episode because I've been following you on YouTube for a while now um, and I'm watching this empire being built and I, I want to know all about it. And so uh, I'm really, really excited to have you on the show here. Let me introduce you to anybody who may not know who you are. Jennifer and Dave Cooper are home builders. Well, they were home builders. Today, they're vloggers, and they believe in the power of personal brand. Uh, they started creating video content to showcase the value of modular construction, and over time, it's connected with the industry. They connected with industry leaders, changing the way that we build new homes, specifically offsite construction. Um, these conversations inspired them to create video, a video series called Offsite Construction. Half, uh, hashtag Offsite Construction, uh, hashtag Offsite Construction with Dave Cooper is an editorial and educational series for innovators and about innovation in the ecosystem of the built environment. It's a behind-the-scenes conversation with builders and bankers and business owners, all around smart people improving the way we build. Uh, At their website, DaveCooper.live, Dave is harnessing the power of video to share your story, connect with others, and grow your business in the built environment. And I discovered Dave through his fantastic YouTube channel. So if you want to go check that out, go like and subscribe and ring the notification bell, YouTube.com slash DaveCooperLive. You should definitely go check that out and subscribe. Um, they're going live all the time. Every time I turn on YouTube, <laughs> there's a notification <laughs> Cooper is live. We are live. And alive. so yeah. uh, I want to talk about that. I want to also talk about why live and not pre-recorded and all of that. So before I, wanna, before I jump into that, um, I want to know your origin story. I want to know your background. Where did you discover your passion for construction? How, what, what's that story? How did you get into construction? And then what led you into you know, building a personal brand and, and online video?
2: Well, I, I can tell you what led us into construction, and then I'll I'll let Jennifer do the rest of the talking for the show. Right. Because she's definitely gonna spin it in, in 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 a different way than I can. But for us, you know, I grew up in construction. I grew up framing and working on houses, and just like every young person, I said there is not a chance in the world I'm gonna do this for a living. Getting <laughs> up at four thirty a.m. to get, be on the job site at seven, and all these other things. So
0: so was your dad? Your dad was a builder.
2: Uh, No, I was working with uncles, relatives, friends, a family outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is where we grew up. So uh, long story short, I joined the military instead when I got out of of high school. When I got out of the military almost 10 years later, I was hired by Johnson & Johnson, and I was doing spinal implant training for neuro and orthopedic spine doctors with J&J, you know, in the operating room, running cadaver labs, all that gross fun stuff. Um, And then September 11th hit. Right. And I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing. Uh, And when September 11th hit, it was kind of an eye opener for for me personally. I was at the trade centers. I was a rescue worker at the trade centers for the first four or five days uh, that it happened. And I just kind of had that moment where, you know, life is short. I need to, you know, go and do something that I like to really, really do. And I started flipping homes. Next thing you know, I decided to put on my big boy pants and I I found a lot and I was going to build my first spec house. Ended up next to me, a guy named Ron C. Schultz did a modular home and he had, he was done sold people living in it. And I wasn't even (laughs) done with my sheetrock yet. And that was kind of my eye opener. I said, you know, finally, Hey, that's it, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to check into this. I ended up working for him for free for about six months, just in between when I was doing surgeries and things like that with J and J uh, sat in a barber chair in Hoboken, New Jersey, which I, I'm sure you're familiar with that oh, yeah. area. And yeah. uh, the barber that was there, Nick Brando, he was the uh, mayor of South Hackensack at the time as well. He was my first customer. He goes, I'm, ch- I'm going to think about building. I'm going to build modular. And that's that's how the kind of the journey started for us, getting into the home building space. Uh, and from there, yeah, it just went on.
0: So once it's in your blood, you can't, you can't escape it. <laughs> the, the construction bug bit you, uh, when you were a child working with, the uh, you know, with your family and then you, it found its way back.
2: Yeah, it really did. It found its way back to us. And, and, uh, you know, it, it's like anything else, you don't know what you know until you know it. And that was kind of one of the things, you know, yeah. uh, you got to sweep the floors before you can run, run the business and and do the things one needs to do. So. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of, in my mind, shocked that we went back to doing it, you know, in some aspects. But what I really found is, you know, I truly love doing it. I hated it as a kid just because nobody likes early mornings when you're a teenager, right? Because you're up all night. But uh, yeah, I mean, the passion for it and doing it with modular just made all the sense in the world to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so right from the beginning, once you discovered modular, no looking
2: back. Yeah, no, there was no looking back. I mean, uh, everything was, you know, uh, the way it was built, it was stronger, it was faster. It was definitely um, uh, the quality of what was happening and the speed that it was happening uh, really just got me excited. Like until you go to a modular manufacturing facility, you don't get it. You think mobile home, right. you think trailer, but once you show up there and you see the precision and what they're building and how they're building it, uh, that made all the difference in the world for me. And there was definitely no turning back, especially when the, when you see the clients and how happy they are in your on time and on budget, that doesn't happen yeah. much.
0: Right. Right. So how long did you, how long did you build? Cause you didn't build, you're not building now. How long, when did you start that? And when did you, when did you sort of transition?
2: Yeah, that that was right after September 11th. So I mean, total years of modular construction, we're we're pushing almost 20 years, 20 years, about 1,600 projects later.
0: And then, so so, how did the how did the whole YouTube video documentation thing start?
1: Yeah, you know, great question. A lot of people ask that, and it's it's funny. It, it started very small, very granular, if you will. You know, we were. Um, builders, and obviously every builder wants their um, project and product on the cover of a magazine, right, on, you know, winning awards, all of that good stuff. Um, But we took a slightly different approach. You know, we were with um, a team of people who were building in New England along, you know, Rhode Island, um, Connecticut, the islands, Block Islands, Fisher's Island. And what was happening is, Like anywhere else, people, there was a lot of misinformation out there. There was a lot of misunderstanding around the product and the process. And what we discovered was there were two camps of people, people who walked in our door and were immediately sold. Like they already understood offsite construction and modular construction, and there were no barriers to entry there. But there were a lot of other folks who came to us who had an uncle or a dad or a brother in the traditional on-site construction trades um, who were very hesitant and very reluctant to really under, learn more and, and understand how and why off-site construction could be a better way, a better process. Um, so we started shooting self-shot video. You know, really, Dave was encouraged by our, our marketing team. Um, you know, Angel, who has been a dear friend for a long time. Um, said, you know what, you really need to get into video. And we started just, you know, 10 second, 30 second, 50 second spots where yeah. Dave would go live on Facebook um, because that was the platform of choice back then and um, connect with clients. And what was happening was there was this immediate response because at the time, video was really driving Google results. So if anybody was looking for information on modular construction from an SEO perspective, video ranks. And, it you know, it was done with a cell phone, um, handheld, you know, no audio devices. And people really liked it. They learned a lot from it. And Dave tells the story best, but people would walk in and say things like, oh, my gosh, I've watched all of your videos. Yeah. I've, I've seen everything that you've published and, and they would start recounting episodes to Dave. And then all of a sudden they became the salesperson.
2: Yeah. For us, you know, Mark, it's funny. I, I, I talk about this at the international Builders show for the last couple of years and, and really try and help people understand the value of video and in, in leading up to this as, as a business, whether you're an architect, whether you're a builder, You know, it doesn't matter what you are, but, you know, Google owns YouTube. Google's the number one search engine. YouTube's the number two search engine right? So if you're not doing video, you're already losing as a company or business, in my opinion. And like Jen said, what happened was we just started doing these videos a couple times a week. You know, I'll look at my dovetail cabinets. You know, I was the Bob Vila of modular homes, I like to say. (laughs) And and Jen's right. People all of a sudden started walking in the door and it's a very weird feeling because they're going, hey, you were that guy on YouTube. My wife is this, you know, love that house with the white subway tile and the backsplash. All of a sudden, I was on the third meeting with them. During the sales cycle, they were selling us our product back. And the reason we do it live and unscripted is reality TV is big for a reason. People are tired of the canned messages. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to say the wrong thing. It's okay. You know, as long as you're putting it out there and trying, you'd be very surprised. So, I mean, for the listeners that you have out there in value, there is so much value. I mean, it took our business from, from walking to running in a matter of months. And it's not an overnight thing, you got to consistently do it. But uh, that that really was what started changing it. And as we started doing this, I in the videos, we started getting invited to other events. And as we went to these other events to speak like the International Builder Show, Housing Innovation Alliance, and all you know, some of these other areas where we were invited to attend as well. Jennifer said, she goes, why don't you, why don't you start interviewing people? So I just same thing I was doing with the home building. We started pulling out the camera and just, you know, talking to people about it because we were doing modular when it wasn't cool. Right. It's off sites becoming cooler now. Right. It's the end thing. There's no skilled labor. So the world has to change, uh, you know, to meet demand and to put out a quality product but we were doing it when it wasn't cool. And it got to a point where we started going to these shows and people were really inquiring and not just regular people. We're talking, you know, VPs uh, of some of the largest home builders out there wanting to understand the process, trying to figure it out. So um, that's how we ended up started doing the interview and it just caught on. People really wanted to tell their story and they really wanted to learn about something that we know very, very well. And not just modular. We know offsite in all of its forms and in, in a, in a, Big way these days. It's it's a cool thing.
0: So when when did you start the video? When was that inspiration to pull out the the iPhone and and start recording?
2: It's got to be oh eight gosh, years ago. No, it Seven was, years? Yeah,
1: no, it, it was probably within the last four years. Um, so it hasn't really been that long. And like they've said, you know,
2: you mean the interview parts, not not the the home building, like the YouTube. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. It feels like time's flying by. Maybe it is. It's only six <laughs> Time years. is flying by, dude. <laughs> That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it really is
0: flying.
1: But, but either way, I mean, you know, everyone can Snopes us on our YouTube channel and figure out when we first started yeah. um, recording. But the long and the short of it is, um, you know, these conversations and, and what we were doing really prepared us for the world that we live in today. Um, so we're super excited to have been able to share, you know, a lot of our journey with others um via video and now we do it close to six days a week
2: yeah and it's full time now right it is it is full time yep we're in the we're in the process of our road show so we're coming to you live from our motor home here um but we are we're traveling the country and we're showcasing you know what people are doing out there from an innovation standpoint new building practices you know architects embracing uh you know green lead passive house uh embracing off-site construction because uh, we got to continue to share this knowledge there's nothing out there that 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 does it right now i mean even for architects you know which i know is a big part of your audience like where do they get training on off-site how do you know how to design dfma design for manufacturer assembly where do you learn these things? And our, our goal is to really connect all the dots for people and help them uh, find those resources and share their story on what they're doing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very well done. I learn a lot watching your videos and, and uh, uh, it is entertaining. I love that it is live and after, they're all recorded as well. As you go live there, you watch them live. But then if you wanted to go watch them later, they're, they're on YouTube yeah. uh, as a recorded version of it. Um, when you, when you first started doing the video and you realized that this was something that worked, right? You walked into that, those meetings and those clients would recognize you and they would feel like they knew you, right? I get that too yeah. through the, through the, through, I, I originally got that through blogging. Today I get that through, through podcasting. I'd be at a conference at the AIA convention or something and someone would hear my voice right? and they, they wouldn't know what I'd look like, but they heard my voice and they right. would, they would know it was me. And they would start talking to me like they would know me for forever. Right. Uh, it's it's a really interesting uh, effect. And with clients, when you when you're working with clients, um, that is such a great thing to have that happen. Where you walk in and they know you and you right because that the whole sales process of building rapport and getting to know one another and having them trust yeah. you that's done. You've done that work in your in the content that you've created, and so uh, you're so much further along. Um, for people who are thinking about using video and they are concerned that, you know, they don't have the face for the video or they don't have the right voice or they're scared or they they hate the, the way they sound, do you have any advice for them for to get started?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, one thing that we teach to everybody, and, and there's a lot of people who say this, it's not unique to us, but um the first bit of advice we would give is do it scared do, just do it scared it's, it's okay you know when you were young you first you know whether it was learning how to swim or riding a bicycle or eating sushi you know or drinking whiskey um you know it the first why are you look at me when you it, say whiskey
2: <laughs> <laughs> the first
1: time you tried it it probably wasn't um spectacular Um, But what happens over time with practice is you become more comfortable in your own skin. And what you're trying to do is is share a message and share a story and be very real in your message. And as long as you're in your lane, you know, as long as you're speaking, um, you know, from what you believe and and what you're trying to share, it it will come across with um, sincerity and conviction. And that's where you want to start. We're all nervous, right? Remember the first Zoom call? You probably didn't have your camera <laughs> yeah. on. You know, right. you're probably, um, you know, hiding under the covers, but now we're all champs at it, right? So now we're all much more used to seeing our faces on video and, and seeing others on video. Um, so we would just say, just just do it. Take that first step. You know, whatever whatever it might be, whatever thought you're noodling on, or whatever whatever your your value proposition is as a person and a business, start there. Share that message, and then everything just kind of blossoms from that point.
0: Yeah. So, so do it scared. Do it yeah. anyway. My,
2: my hands are right? sweaty right now. You know, I, yeah. I, I still get nervous. And Jen's right. It's uh, we say it all the time. Do it scared. Out of, out of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos we have done over the years, very few times, if I can even, I can't even really remember anywhere, anybody said anything really negative or nip, like they don't. Um, and I think that's what most people are scared of, right? Putting it out there. Um, you know, I, listen, I have a face for radio too. It's just the way it goes. (laughs) But again, if we, I mean, look, look, what's out there. we got the Kardashians, we got all these things happening in the world. That's reality and live. And when people walk in your door to meet you like a client, they're getting the real you, this is a way to meet them on their time when they're ready. Because listen, as architects and builders and developers, you know, we're, we're not a destination. We're not Disney world. People only want us when they need something, period. They don't care to follow us. You know, Maybe, maybe they get into it and want to follow us, but they have a project. They want it done. They wanna, they, we want to all try not to get eliminated. That's what we're doing. How do you not get eliminated and they go to the next person? And video helps you to not get eliminated because they get to know you before that next person because that next person, guess what, is not doing it. And most people don't know this. It may be wrong stats. Only nine percent of small businesses are utilizing YouTube, and this may be a year or two old, so it could have grown since then. And only nine percent of small businesses are using YouTube, but I, I can't remember what the stat was. But it's one out of every three people out there are going to YouTube to do their research. So yeah, think about video that. is huge. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah,
0: it 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 is. It and so and in architecture and construction. We are always laggards, especially yeah. architects, right? Yeah. So we're we are we are behind everybody else. So yes, other industries have been doing video for a long time. You know, they very polished. They know you know the whole. It doesn't matter. Do it anyway. Um, you're early if you jump on it now. Yeah. You're early. You will be one of the only architects that are doing this yeah. If you do it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and so it, it it's definitely uh, something worth pursuing. Let's take a break to thank our sponsors for their support of this episode. BIM can be important for your next project, but it's not the only thing you need for your next project. That's why it's important that 95% of manufacturers who offer free BIM files on RCAT also offer another type of data or information that your project may need. That means 95% of the products with BIM also have CAD files, are in a specification, in a patented spec wizard, or may have product information to help you make the right selection. So stop going to a site with just BIM and go to rcat.com to get everything you need for your next project for free and without registering. No cost, no credit card, no email, it's free. That's rcat.com, A-R-C-A-T.com. When building a business you're passionate about, it's easy to feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. And if you're doing all the invoicing and accounting on your own, you're probably spending time on work you don't love. FreshBooks is built for business owners like us. It's the all-in-one accounting software that saves entrepreneurs and freelancers up to 11 hours a week. That's 11 hours that you could spend nailing a client pitch, designing your next project, or building your business as an architect. From preparing, sending, and following up on invoices, to tracking and managing expenses, to processing online payments, FreshBooks automates and simplifies all the tough and annoying parts of running your own business. So try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. No credit card required. Go to entrearchitect.com FreshBooks and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section and get more time back to build the business you love. That's entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Um, Jen or Dave, what was the moment that you realized that this was something that you could do full time? That that this was something that you not only could do full time, but you realized that this was your purpose, that this was your passion, that this is what you wanted to do for the rest of your life.
2: Well,
1: you know, you know. I think we're still trying to
0: figure that out. No,
1: <laughs> no, I, I think
0: that, well, that's, a, that's um, a totally legitimate answer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Y- you know, here's what we would say. And, and we have young kids and, and here's what we try to teach them as well is that nothing is forever in life that the only constant to count on is, is the constant of change and evolution. And at this moment in time, this is where we are and this is what we've chosen to do, mostly because of what has happened globally. Um, you know, just over a year ago, the world came to a screeching halt. Trade shows, you know, stopped. Meetings in person stopped. Like, and and Dave literally woke up pretty much after the pandemic hit and said, we need to put our foot on the gas here. This is our chance to to keep this community going because we felt like we were just starting to create a community. We were just starting, you know, to to create this national network of of people that we had met through the trade shows and, and everything else. Um, so what happened was Dave said, no way we, we need to do this for us. We need to do this for other people. Um, because travel completely stopped and he woke up and said, we are going to go live six days a week. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, when you say, wait, is that like the Royal way? Like you?
2: <laughs> yeah, that I've had a few uh, foot and mouth moments. <laughs> you know, but yeah, we did. We, that's what we said. And, uh, we are literally, uh, we just finished six days a week on, uh, five of the six shows and we have another week and a half for our BS Friday show, uh, I guess two more weeks, two more episodes. And then that's the full year. So we did a full year, six days a week. We never missed a single day of those six days a week for a full year to include Thanksgiving, holidays, Christmas, anything else that fell on it. And, um, you know, it, it, you know, it was funny. It was it, it was, it was, it actually was a fun road. The conversation was fun. It's stressful trying to find internet when you're on the road and saying, I got to be live in five yeah. minutes, you know, or 10 minutes. Uh, but, you know, it, it really, it really opened our eyes uh, to what the possibilities are to collaborate and, and have discussions with not only people in our industry here in the United States, but, you know, we, we have such a huge global audience now. And the conversations—it's funny—they're all kind of similar and intertwined. Yeah. Yep. You know, we're not the only ones. You know, sitting here trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, I found that it was one of the biggest surprises for me as Entree Architect grew—is how similar architects are throughout the entire world. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter where you're from—you can be from Korea, Nigeria, France, Canada, Australia. We are all dealing with the same problems. Uh, and and celebrating all the same, you know, challenges overcome.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and so it's it's a much smaller world than we think. Um, can you talk a little bit about the power of consistency?
1: Absolutely. I mean, that is the one thing that we hear all the time is that um, consistency does matter. Whatever it might be, like whatever your journey is, you know. You know? And again, I go back. Oftentimes, I reference kids because you don't have an option when it comes to kids. Like you have to consistently feed them, (laughs) you know, you have to
0: consistently
1: (laughs) make sure that, you know, they're on time for school and and things of that nature. But, um, and Dave with his military background, it's all about consistency and timeliness um, and all of that. So when you think about the world's expectations, you you know, when you set a goal, whatever that goal might be, whether it's exercise or eating healthy or, um, you know, learning a new topic—it's about those five-minute increments of time. And you know, we had a really excellent show with um, Scott Carson, the note closer, um, who you know, his theory was five minutes a day, right? Or no, five percent more a 5% day. Five percent
2: more a day, right?
1: Every day, just give five percent more than you gave the day before. You know, build. Use these as building blocks, and over time, you're a hundred percent better than you were you know, when when you look back. So it is all about consistency. And listen, we're not recommending anybody follow the path that we might (laughs) have chosen. You know, we welcome people to, of course, but um whatever you decide just be consistent show up you know just show up when you say you're going to show up and and be there for others because what happens is and and this does happen when we're late or you know we're having streaming issues people are texting us saying hey where
2: are you <laughs> are you going live today and we're like oh my god <laughs> we're trying you know <laughs> and,
1: you know not that um we have this you know fan base or anything but but Everybody that we enjoy sharing stories, we enjoy sharing, um, how people are doing things differently or how they're improving their process. Um, and when it comes to a certain topic, others look forward to that. So be there for them. You know, if, if you say you're going to do it, just do it.
2: Yeah. You'd be people, people expect you to be there after a while. It's like the expectation starts to grow Mark, just like I'm sure with the podcast and everything else. Right. It's, um, they get used to tuning in and they may not watch the whole show, but we have so many people that just put it on in the background and listen, you know, we have, yeah. we have the immediate past chairman who is still the chair right now of NAHB join us and on our show once a month. And it's, it's amazing because this is, this is somebody who updates the president a couple of times a year on housing and works with secretary of housing and all that. Uh, and I would, I'm always willing to guess that our show is in on his office. Cause he comments, you know, quite often, um, so people just sometimes listen in the background because you can get a tidbit just like from the podcast, you know, of something that you might yeah. be able to use.
0: Yeah. And that and that community or the that audience becomes a community. Yeah. It becomes comes people who who know and like and trust you. And when you don't show up, they worry about you. <laughs> right? right. It's not even yeah. about, you know, where's my content? It's like, are you guys OK? Yeah. Right. Because you're right. not where you really are. Yeah, Um, that's true. It's it's a really interesting experience. Um, Have there been any big surprises, either good or bad, as you've grown the platform?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say the biggest surprise is just how amazing this world really is. You know, there are so many people willing to share their information, and there are so many people who care um, about what they're doing. I think the biggest surprise, like you said, was how like-minded and similar our issues are globally um you know there's there might be a different language or name for it but they're very similar and I think what this journey has taught us also is you know the value of what is important you know and and we think about um you know, what is the legacy and what are we going to do for the next generation of building professionals to really get them excited and help them enter this space? And I think that has been resoundingly something that everybody can agree on. You know, like we, we all have our verticals. We all have our, um, you know, our, our businesses that, that we're in, you know, we we talk about the ecosystem of the built environment. We all have our industries within that, Um, But essentially what we need to do is improve our process and improve the way we do things so that that next generation wants to join. That we're not pulling them here, we're attracting them here. Um, And that's been a really terrific surprise, just how so many people are working toward that um, and how our show and our platform has helped connect the dots for a lot of people who didn't realize the cool factor that's out there, you know, the cool designs that architects are working on, the cool methods of construction, the, the construction technology, you know, laser scanning and 3D printing. And digital digital
2: twins, BIM, right? Virtual reality, I love it, you're right. Yeah. AI, yeah,
1: um, so much. You know, we, just, we just did a show on AI and Passive House, um, how those two things come together. And so the, the surprise for us is how we did this just for our peer group, But now it's filtering down into the students and into people who are trying to figure out what's the next step for me. Um, And hopefully we're inspiring some folks, you know, looking for what career to jump into or get involved with. Hopefully we're inspiring some of them to consider the built environment um, and, and come join us.
2: Yeah. We, we, we can't be in last place anymore, Mark. Our, as an industry, we're in the last place when it comes to innovation and technology. We oh, spend yeah. more time in our houses than we do in Teslas, right? So why, why are we so far behind? It doesn't make sense anymore uh, for us. And obviously, it's proving that it doesn't make sense because we're not getting the skilled labor into our industry. But with that has, like Jen said, all of this new technology is coming about, right? From from blockchain technology. Um, uh, uh, I'm losing my mind here on some of the things. Give me one second. <laughs> What's our ArcStar? Oh
1: yeah, um, generative. Design, A generative
2: design, design, parametric design. I couldn't get my thoughts yet. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing stuff. And you know, one of the things that really came out of this, I think, was the biggest surprise is that you know we've been asked to live stream our show into you know about 50 plus of the universities across this country and a lot of them are making our show part of their classroom work to look at innovation, look at what's happening and having the students join uh, to get them excited because man the stuff's cool. these students have been building in virtual reality forever, right? Yeah, I don't care yeah. who you are, what BIM software you're using. They already have a speed on the knowledge and how to really bring it together. You know, imagine if we get those minds in our industry. That's cool stuff. There, there's no reason for this. And uh, I'll give you my architect thing in the offsite world. Maybe I shouldn't, but I will. I will do the, it. <laughs> Field verify should not exist any longer. Field verify. Think about the, the greatest offsite construction builders in the world are NASA. Could you imagine if the astronauts got to the space station to build a new <laughs> thing right. and it said field verify? It's not needed anymore because the technology's there. If you're not using that technology, well, then you still got to use the words field verify. But you know, we're seeing all these architects and builders build these huge projects with zero change orders because of the technology. That's you know, on some of these multi-million dollar projects, that's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of contingency money that. The, the owner, the consumer, whoever's hiring the belt, they don't have to spend. And this is what's yeah, really cool. Sometimes
0: over a million dollars in punch list. That's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 So that that's kind of, I guess, the surprising stuff. It's cool, man.
0: Yeah, it is very cool. What's the future? What's the future for Dave Cooper Live? What's the next step?
2: Yeah you want to go or you want me to go we've been alternating turns you know so we try and be polite to each other because oh we God. both could go on
0: yeah no, I mean, you're living in a camper so that's good that's a yeah, hundred square, square feet,
1: feet. <laughs> i think no matter what the future always includes you know um the educational component and sharing um what's happening out there with others you know who are trying to learn you know, and whether they're getting into the traditional skilled trades, which, you know, is such a highly valued thing. Um, and, and we're proud of of everybody who wants to get in this environment. But I think what's next is really just continuing the path of building a community and bridging the gaps and, and bringing people together. And, you know, talking the same language and yeah. language is a hot topic in, in our space, as I'm sure it might be in yours as well, but like, who are we? What do we call ourselves? And more importantly, what are the products that we're building? How are we building these products? How are we regulating these products? Especially now there's an international marketplace for them. You know, we have volumetric modulars coming in overseas, you know, how do we regulate that? Um, So I think what's next for us is, is that educational path, learning more, um, teaching others what we know, you know, trying to, to build that community um, and, and celebrating that community, you know, hopefully in person one of these days. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know what, it's, it's true. And, you know, the defining this because the code books really don't speak to the future yet. They speak to, you know, 10 years ago in some states or what have you. So uh, as, as offsite construction or new technology is coming uh, into play, how does one know how to design into that, whether it's on, from here in the States or from an international perspective, because Jen's right, there is a ton of projects coming in from all over the world, modular, panelized, flat pack, all of these different offsite technologies. Um, but the code doesn't allow for it. And we all know when we leave it up for interpretation with the local building department, what happens, right? The headaches begin, the change orders begin, the money starts to flow out of our pocket. So we're real big on having this conversation of how do we define what our industry is, what are the codes, what are the building standards, and that's a that's a big thing. And you know, we're hoping that our partnership with uh, student chapters and in, in, in the universities and what we're doing um, helps drive that conversation from an educational standpoint, even with the AIA. I know we've been we've been meeting to have conversations with the architects institute, you know, because for us. I mean, yeah, we have to make a living and we need we need people supporting us and doing things, but we're also very cautious not to get in bed, as I say, with the devil. And you know what I mean? So we're not we don't want to be alone yeah. We want to have a true conversation. That's what's made us successful so far. Uh, in the educational route and having the support of these educational organizations or companies that believe in the education side of things, um, is is really I think where we're headed in and trying to kind of frame what's going on and continue that conversation.
0: Very exciting. Sounds very exciting. Um, Right now we're talking to thousands of architects, mostly small firm architects. Um, What is one thing that you would say that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that we would strongly encourage them is is to keep an open mind, learn, you know, what is out there and what what might be coming down down the pipeline, because, you know, you mentioned it earlier, you know, getting into video now keeps you ahead of the curve, right? You're still ahead of so many others who are not. What we would recommend to architects is, and, and this, is, this is something that Dave and I talk about all the time, we're very passionate about this, is architects are the tip of the sphere as it yeah. relates to off-site construction and um, industrialized construction, modern methods of construction, whatever you might want to call it. Um, but we advocate often to get designers and architects in the process early Um, because nobody wants to do anything twice, right? If you're designing something for a traditionally site-built structure um, and then the owners come and say, well, no, we want to consider off-site, we just strongly recommend that people keep their minds open, that they... Um, you know, consider getting into the space of offsite construction. You know, we've had architects come to us and say, how do we get into the space of the yeah. offsite? We don't, there's no traditional route, right? It's not something that is taught across colleges and universities across this nation. Um, that's starting to change. And we're really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are amazing architects already in this space, you know, with, you know, um, Plant Prefab out in California, California base you know, Steve Glenn doing yep. amazing jobs, Base4, Sarah Logan with Volumetric. Um, there are so many amazing architects already in the space. Just network.
2: Yeah, reach know. out, collaboration, right? Because they'll help you on your projects, especially if they're already tied into the offsite industry and you're interested in doing it. Um, you know, I know a lot of us have that competitive nature about our, arch- you know, architects, doctors had it when I was doing spinal implants, you know, which you think is crazy. Why would you compete? <laughs> but the reality of it is uh, you'll find that the community is very open to helping because listen, we're only three, 4% of the entire industry right now. Now that's growing fast at the moment, but there's only one way to go and that's up. And, and if somebody says they have the secret sauce, well, we wouldn't only be three or 4% of this industry. So send them my way. Let me have a chat with them because, you know, the reality of it is we need to collaborate. And, and I, Jen's right. Architects are the spear of this because they're not just structural engineers and they're thinking they're, they're thinking aesthetically as well as structurally. And that's what the industry needs. They need that artistic aesthetic look as well as that structural component. To make it, especially in the United States, because nobody ever wants the same thing, you know, for the most part, unless it's a developer doing a subdivision. So, I agree with you, 100%. Jennifer, see, we agree on something.
0: <laughs> very good advice. <laughs> Jennifer and Dave Cooper are their names. DaveCooper.live is their website. Go check out DaveCooper.live. It's a great, beautifully we- designed website. Uh, very well developed and well uh, functioning. When you go there, you find what you're looking for. Uh, The YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DaveCooperLive. Go subscribe right now. Click the little bell so you won't miss any live uh, episodes. Jennifer and Dave, this is really a fantastic conversation. I really enjoyed learning uh, more about you, uh, each of you, and what's happening over at Dave Cooper Live. Uh, Dave, I want to just take a minute here to say thank you for everything that you do with Dave Cooper Live, but also for your service in the military. Also for your service during 9-11. Um, we do what we do because of guys like you who do what you did. So thank you very much for serving. Uh, and thank you for everything that you've done for the, the community. Uh, and thanks for being here and sharing both of you, for sharing your knowledge here at Entree Architect Podcast.
2: Yeah,
1: um, well, we appreciate that. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. And I know Dave is very appreciative of all those um, compliments. And thank you for inviting us into your community. We certainly value the space that you're in and the community that you have built and strongly encourage anyone, please reach out. Um, open book here and yeah. happy to help. And uh, yeah, thank you for inviting us today.
0: Yeah, it's been awesome. You're very, very welcome. The Entrez Architect community is a very, very collaborative sharing community, a small firm architects. Uh, our community within the small firm world uh, is very much a sharing community. So. Uh, we're looking forward to collaborating and uh, looking forward to talking with you next time.
2: Outstanding. Say, thanks so much for having us.
0: If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. That's how you can help grow Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, Arcat and FreshBooks for their support of this episode. Links to all our sponsors and all our resources that we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entre Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. That's you. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L Go there now. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership, ready to edit business resources for architects, live monthly business training for architects, a supportive architect community, and simple systems. Our new business system program developed for you, the small firm entrepreneur architect. It's all waiting for you right now at Entree Architect Academy membership, including AIA continuing education learning units. Yep. They are there there too. Entre Architect is there for you. Come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect friends. Visit entrearchitect.com slash join to enroll today. Thanks for listening today. Love, learn, and share what you know.